0: You're listening to Whoa Hot Luck Hot Luck Uh Killer Queen Love You with that
1: bitch look like cool best cousin Black hugging Bitches like in danger Saber two saga I'm a motherfucking yellow ranger Yeah
0: and I for feeling
1: Hey guys, welcome back to First of All, a real and filtered conversation on career, family, relationships, and all things monoculture. I'm your host, Minji Chang. Thanks so much for tuning in this week. I hope you're having an amazing summer so far. I'm very excited to present this episode of First of All because it was somebody that I think is just an amazing person and somebody that I've been really inspired by and blessed to know in the entertainment sphere because I looked up to him and was super blown away by his his first iconic performance back when I was a little kid. Um, and of course, I'm talking about none other than the great Dante Bosco. Uh, Dante is an actor. He's now a producer. He is the co-founder of the We Own the Eighth movement that just wrapped, um, but made such a huge impact here in Los Angeles for Asian American artists. But um, yeah, Dante made his way into my life through his role of Rufio in the film Hook. I know there's a lot of people out there who know him as Zuko from Avatar The Last Airbender. That's a little outside my generation, but still, Dante's one of the coolest, most humble, and um, just a really talented individual who cares so much about giving back to the community. And uh, yeah, it was such a great time just getting to sit down and talk with him and pick his brain about not just his career, but really something deeper than that, which is the process of growing as a person and reinventing yourself because, you know, we never stop, right? And uh, he has such great gems, such beautiful knowledge and insight to share with the world. So I will not take too much time in this intro and hope just get right into it. I hope that you enjoy this episode. If you enjoy it, please do share it with somebody who could benefit from hearing all the wisdom and, and knowledge that's dropped in this episode. And a quick shout out to all my Patreon patrons for helping keep this podcast alive. I love you all so much. And thank you for the new patrons who've come on board this month. I'm super blown away by all the love and support. You guys help keep the microphone on. And if you enjoy this podcast, I do hope that you will consider becoming a supporter of First of All by going to patreon.com slash Podcast. And that's it for the intro. And without further ado, here is Dante Boss. Let's go on reinventing yourself enjoy uh how you do it you,
0: you comfortable I'm comfortable I'm good <laughs> Thanks for coming. I know. We're here sitting on the floor. Minji's, yeah. Minji's place. This
1: is how we get like in the conversations. Very zone. casual. Casual. Very,
0: very casual. Comfortable.
1: I didn't even offer you a drink. I'm sorry.
0: That's okay. I'm ready to coffee.
1: I'm a I'm b- bad hostess. It's fine. How, how's life been? I'm like, I'm seriously honored because I know that you're like in a different freaking
0: city every... I'm leaving again tomorrow. Yeah. I know. It's been crazy. I think the last few years I've just been on the road like a lot, like at least twice a month. Um, It's been fun It's been crazy It's kind of You know It's it's good Draining
1: Yeah I was gonna ask Are you getting rest? Uh, Probably not enough But uh, Are you hydrating?
0: Probably not (laughs) enough
1: Especially being on a plane I'm still learning that like you got to take your vitamin C. You got to have your hand sanitizer and drink water.
0: I know. I'm just a window guy. I have, a, I have a, my, my special pillow. Oh, okay. And I just like lean against the window. Oh, you're a window person. Yeah. Sometimes I just put a bandana around my face or something and just try not to get too many germs in. Is that for the germs or for the fans? Like Both. Please both. don't
1: bother oh my me. God. <laughs> I'm actually an
0: aisle person. Are you an aisle? I mean, some, I, sometimes I like the aisle, but I'm usually...
1: This is the, this is the plight of being a girl. Like I have to sit in the aisle cause I have to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Like I've not gone to the
0: bathroom for like 16
1: hours. That's what I'm saying. I've sat down and like
0: not gone to the bathroom. Do
1: you, do sounds. you understand the blessing that is that existence? Cause I don't know that. Like, I've done
0: it. I don't want it. I mean, you usually like to get up like flight to Asia like once or twice. Yeah. yeah. But sometimes you're just like, it's too much work.
1: I, can, I I don't want to climb over people. I've had to do that. And Sometimes it's you like, gotta I know. The so then, I, yeah, I look. But out. then, what
0: about when you're sleeping and someone's tapping on the shoulder to get up?
1: I know. Yeah. For some reason, this is like the the i am just like oh, okay, it's fine. Like <laughs> accepted it, cause I've you accepted it because you know you're the aisle. I understand. Yeah, but for me, I'm like I got the aisle. I can go
0: whenever I want. Yeah, no, and I do like that. I like that freedom. That's cool. <laughs>
1: Slight preferences. This is for people who travel the street. Yeah, which
0: either. Is, yeah. There's okay. pros and cons to each one. Mm-hmm. I like the wall to lean on.
1: I would love to lean, and I would love to look outside. Yeah. But you know what? Out,
0: but you also want to get up by the bathroom. Yeah. At different times,
1: care different about, things are important. Yeah. I care about my kidneys. Yeah. So, okay, we got we got uh, neighborhood noises, and I live by the airport. So it's cool. Um what what has been like the biggest project that you or, or are you not allowed to talk about that because I know that there's a lot of like oh
0: uh, yeah there's different things going on. going on I mean you kn- Southwest
1: if you don't sponsor me like today it's just sounds of LA yeah sounds of LA if not that a cop car
0: yeah also sounds <laughs> of LA no just life in the last few years it's like I started producing um, yeah probably close to ten years ago. What a uh, producing partner of mine named James Serino out in Hawaii. We started doing these Asian American films out of Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And uh, did some stuff with Kev Jumbo and Justin Chan. And I guess they're that, all right. They're great yeah. guys. <laughs> they're they continue cool. to uh, produce out here and then went. To, uh, Start producing some stuff out in in asia mm-hmm. uh, the last film was empty by design produced with uh chris pang and Oscar chow yeah uh, directed by drea walters yeah and, uh, drea. so like that's the fam we just finished that film empty by design that's traveling around the country right now um which is really awesome i'm very proud of it it's the first film we kind of produced out of asia yeah we have a slate of other things co- coming out of asia so there's one that i'm a uh, I'm closing in on that, um, I'm slated to direct called "Fabulous Filipino Brothers," so I'm excited. Hey, about
1: that. you're directing? That's so great. Uh,
0: yeah, kind of great. I don't know. Just a little Every, bit daunting.
1: Yeah, Dante daunting is daunted. Yeah, I mean and I have the a book idea coming out. of
0: directing. Uh, yeah, very daunted on that. I have a book, an autobiography, or like a memoirs book, kind of, uh, coming out in November. Okay. Called From Rufio to Zuko. Love and, uh, Yeah, working on that with uh, the publishers and whatnot has been, again, daunting. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's crazy to recap the first part of your life and to kind of like...
1: That's such a perfect segue. Can I mean, like the theme of our conversation really, you know, is uh, it's been an ongoing conversation we've been having through working together in the Asian-American community. We did We Own the 8th together. We can talk about that. And like now you're on the board of directors of collaboration. It's been incredible just like having you on the board and like hearing all your ideas and stuff. But like understanding your roots and like how that has has changed and how you and I are changing in our roles and stuff. It's that reinvention of self. It's totally. that we're always... In flux, we are always evolving, and careers are evolving, relationships are evolving, like our families are evolving. Right. Um, your family is so dope. <laughs> I love, I love your sister. I love. I've met your uh, some. I don't think I met all of your brothers, but I met a few of them. They're amazing, and that's how you got your start. So yeah. it's kind of like, how would you, if you could give us like the the Cliff Snows version of your memoirs? we still gonna go out and buy it, of
0: course. Yeah,
1: uh, support the family. I
0: mean, it's still we're still. I mean, i have been writing a lot, and um, they've been editing a lot. So. So, you know, it's yeah. still forming. I still got a little time to lock in the book yeah. before it comes out November 4th. But um, uh, I kind of just recap my life. You know, really, I didn't even, I I didn't have the idea for the book. The publishing company came to me mm-hmm. and pitched me the idea for the book. I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, we, want, we want you to write a book. And I'm like, it's a great uh, company called Not Occult Media. And they're like, I'm like, Why? <laughs> 'Cause I'm like, I'm too young to write a book about my life. You know, not too young, but it's like I'm still in the middle of my life. Yeah. yeah. And they basically were like, We you know, we want we want an Asian American perspective on Hollywood. Love it. And they're like You're the guy that we all grew up with. Yeah. And you're still going, so we want it, we want we want your story. Yeah. And I was like, what i love that yeah but yeah, then you true. go in and you know i've been around town for over three decades now and uh i mean everyone we all have our own e true hollywood story and i'm very satisfied and uh, happy with what i've done thus so far in my career mm-hmm. and uh, but also when you dig into it there's a lot of there's a lot of dark moments and Dramatic things, and you know, there's things, you know, there's wins and losses in this town, and so for sure, when you're moving forward in your career, you ne- you know, sometimes you don't stop to think about all that stuff because you're just always like, what's the next project? For sure, you gotta go, gotta go. Yeah, you can't dwell on 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 certain things, or else you'll never move forward in this town. True. You know? True. Uh but when you go back and you look at it and you try to dissect it and um you try and really my whole impetus for doing it, and I told the publishing house was like okay, I'm down to like do some yeah. fanfare and and, and and really share stories about certain projects uh that people really care about, like Hook or Avatar Last Airbender or But I'm a Cheerleader or The Debut or you know, these 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 ones that people want to read the book, I want to hear maybe some like you know, unheard stories before, which is great. Yeah. But also the BTS. Yeah. The BTS feel. But I mean, from my real impetus for it is like, if a young artist is reading the book, um, especially a person of color, they can just maybe learn from a little, a few potholes in the ground that me and my family went through because we came to town, ta- we came to town, a Filipino family, not knowing anybody in the industry. Mm-hmm. And um, by the sheer, you know, will of my mother and us as, uh, just young break dancers coming to LA, you know, and things happen. So over three decades now, so it's just, and you're how old when that happened? You're a kid. You're like a 10. I when to move to LA. Like, I was 10.
1: Yeah. And you started when you were even younger. Cause yeah. you started up in the, in the Bay, right? Break dancing
0: in the Bay and the yes. streets, we were the street freaks. And so we were just like this really, what city can I ask? Uh, little town called Pittsburgh, right outside of yeah, San Francisco. Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh, East Bay. East,
1: Northeast Bay. Yeah. Like way up there. Like right. Pittsburgh Station. Yeah, we got a station on that we bar. We
0: got a station on bars. So, I mean, it's hopefully people, you know, young artists will get something out of it. Yeah. Um, and that's always, they know that's like my real impetus of like writing the book, having s- something of value for, because we came to town with nothing. Like we came to town with not knowing. Anything. Were you born in the
1: States or like
0: you guys came from the
1: Philippines? We are born in the States. We born We're in, born in Pittsburgh.
0: Yeah. We're from Pittsburgh. You're from the Bay. I'm from Bay. What part?
1: Don't do. I told you this 80 I times know. and that's fine. You talk to a thousand people. No, uh, I, I was born out in Davis.
0: Okay. Like UC Davis.
1: Right. But my dad was finishing. He just finished his degree at
0: UC Davis. And then that's right. I was born with the cows. Damn, you're in the country. Yeah, but then I, I feel like I'm in the cuts in Pittsburgh, but you're like in I the was the a cut, country cut. country.
1: I was like out there in you know the wheatgrass. I don't know, that's like crazy. the waving plains. Um, and then I came to Daly City, so I came to like the Filipino park. Became super <laughs> Filipino. Yeah. And yeah. I know yeah, I think
0: about you. I was like, yeah. And, did you say she's from, <laughs> from Daly City? That's crazy.
1: <laughs> I was in Daly City for like a hot minute, like only a couple of years, and then San Jose, Cupertino, and then Pleasanton. It's like and
0: Pleasanton and Pleasanton's kind of like Pittsburgh. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Towards that way. And then
1: Berkeley, Oakland. Yeah. San Francisco. So I did the whole tour of the Bay, and I learned about how different each part of it is within the, what ties us together. And that's what I was do like. Do you yeah. miss the
0: Bay? I miss what the Bay that existed. <laughs> it's different. I was just up at the Bay last week scouting because the next film we're shooting in, in the Pittsburgh and San Francisco and the areas around the Bay. What do you feel
1: about it? Do you feel like it's? Do you miss it? Do you? Well, I'm out in
0: the. I was out in the like this like the the blue collar suburbs. Yeah. Right. Pittsburgh. Yeah. So. In a lot of ways, nothing's really changed in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. It's starting to change. It's actually gotten nicer. There was a time it was getting really super kind of hoodie, but then it got, I don't know, it's getting cleaned up. It's really nice. It's gent-
1: everything's spreading.
0: It's It's the kind of gentrification, but it's also kind of in its bubble out there because, I don't know, because we're like a little bit like 45 minutes out of the city. Yeah. And so, but when I go into the city, it's crazy change. Like I used to date a girl in the mission. The mission is nothing Not like I remember same. it. I mean, there's... It's just everything's so expensive
1: I don't know there's an article I want to share with you I'm like plugging okay. here whoever wrote this I need to find the name because I've mentioned it so many times But there's an article that says how San Francisco broke our heart wow. and it's a it's like an, it's like an essay it's like a piece on the evolution of San Francisco, how it has changed through all the social movements and why people had this like very deeply rooted like love and, and loyalty to it, and but how happening. much has Kind of devolved. Yeah. And they're very clear about that. And I was like, yo, this is the perfect articulation of how I, I feel. I want to check it out
0: because, you know, I mean, there's things you appreciate because I appreciate all the good food and all the yeah, good coffee yeah, shops yeah. and the good shopping and, I don't know. But
1: the soul kind of, like, it's to be, like, that's how I put it. To be perfectly dramatic and per, you know, first of all, like, that's just who I am and I've accepted that. That's why this exists. Right. But it's like, yeah, part of the, part of the soul of it died, I feel like. And maybe somehow we can bring it back. But a lot of the soul has been pushed out of the city and pushed out, you know? And there's something good to like, you know, good. I'm glad that people have safer housing, but like, I'm, there's still like rampant homelessness and that, that divide, is i could go on for days about that it's just it's so stark of like who who was and who is and what the disparity is like dang this is there's
0: so much money's in there who knows what's gonna happen who knows cities change Mm -hmm. and san francisco's a small city
1: yeah so it's it's very tiny it's tiny yeah but the people like i think that have had their roots like they have a lot of heart yeah, so I'm proud to be from there. There's I'm proud to be from the Bay,
0: but yeah. I mean, I grew up in L.A. But too, you so grew up, so
1: up like, in L.A. Yeah, so I'm like you're an artist. <laughs>
0: I'm like, I rep the Bay and L.A., but I've been in L.A. longer than the Bay. So I'm like,
1: yeah, so it's much. cool. And, and honestly, like honestly, Dante, I think of you and what I perceived as like people from L.A. And to me, I've also had that change a lot. Having like met so many people from L.A. and living here, there's there's dope people here, everywhere. yeah, but like you, I think you've stayed for someone who has been in the biz for right. as many years <laughs> as you have. You're very, very humble. You're very grounded. You know where you come from. Yeah, and I'm curious. Like, do you see that in yourself? Like, is that because you you like have your family around you? Yeah. That like you I came think it's up because together? I come
0: from big family, and I think it's because I've been around so long. Because the longer you stick around this town, it's like the humbler you get. Mm. You know, because. Do you think that applies to everybody i think it it ultimately does because when you get past it it's like there's a certain energy that you need to come into town with it's like hunger it's voracious hunger and trying to prove yourself and you're gonna have to prove yourself throughout the whole career but after a while you know certain things once you're able to establish yourself and you kind of like get your roots of who you are and what you do and then you're less um affected by the business because a business could be could rule your world Mm -hmm. for years and drive you crazy and drive you mad and then you know just you just with life you just mature where you go that's business and that's a job and I want to do great things there but then also you know as in my younger life it was like a significant large large part of my life you hopefully are able to develop other parts of your life where it's not Mm-hmm. it could be half your life for sure it can't be three quarters yeah four fifths of your life you know what i'm saying
1: that takes some deep like self-awareness yeah. and like analysis because like, like you're saying like a lot of people can just go and right. you can't even like at what point do you stop to assess how much of this of my life is this consuming i know but at certain times in like, your life it
0: has to be yeah you're 21 years old you're in town you're trying to be somebody you better go yeah eat drink sleep it you know yeah. what i'm saying mm-hmm when you're 45 years old, you, you know, you, you got to go like, hold on a second, where, where, have I developed other aspects of my life or my body? Am I healthy? Am, Am I, I healthy? Yeah. And and like, let not letting that define you yeah. fully. You know what I'm saying? There's other parts of your life that define you. So wise, so wise. Maybe, maybe. I think so. Well,
1: how? So when you came down at at 10
0: years old to L.A., yeah. because you got the role of Rufio when you were 15. 15. So I started when I was 10, and it was like, I mean, I, you know, we always credit, people credit, like, Spielberg finding me, but I was working since I was 10. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm one of those fortunate types that were like, got to LA the first thing I auditioned for I booked and then just ran
1: it's that universe like yeah. uh synchronicity like we are on your side
0: yeah GIFO I feel is in your future I, I have been for like it's weird because it's town I have so many friends and family and everyone has their own process and path in LA it sounds super metaphysical I know, super I know. epic story but it's true Yeah, yeah yeah and uh and i i've just i i know that i've had a very kind of blessed fortunate path and and at times easier than others but then at times harder than others you know yeah, yeah. for whatever reason but like we were talking earlier like there's some great people and great things in la like la gets a bad rap sometimes mm-hmm. for sure like mm-hmm. people are like fuck la like i hate la people la people are so fake and i'm like and then people come to la and if you're you get in the right place and space it's like A magical place. I agree. People are like, this place is so magical. And I was talking to some guy from Europe recently and we were like sitting at the rooftop of uh, La Petite Hermitage Hotel like by the pool and he's like, this town is magical. I I heard so many bad things about it, but wow, what's going on? I'm like, and I told this guy, uh, this guy Justin, I said, this is the deal, man. You understand that most people in LA are not from LA. Mm -hmm. The majority. Not only that, Everyone here is on their own hero's journey. Mm -hmm. Like they left somewhere else and they're the star of their own. They're on a hero's path, right? (laughs) So when you get a room and you have all these people that are like on trying to do something bigger than themselves. Mm -hmm. At any given night, something crazy could happen. He's like, wow, seriously.
1: That's such a great way to look at it. I think that gives like such dimension to somebody's life. Because it's so funny that you, you can look at someone else's life and be, it's a, it's a certain kind of empathy and creativity. I feel like that wonder that a lot of people honestly lose, like wherever you are at, whatever industry you're at, you yeah. can look at where you're at and be like, this is the worst. Whether oh, right. that be finance or tech or like service Course. industry or whatever, right? And you can just be like, man, this is like, why did I get into this? What was I thinking? Blah blah blah. And I feel like it's very relatable. Like, it's very like your specific right reference right now is to L.A. and to Hollywood and L.A. la. Land. Yeah. people feel that here. I feel like my friends feel that everywhere they're at. It's for sure. It's,
0: it's everywhere. Everyone's like that. But it's but like, everyone's on their heroes. And currently. I'm a romantic, a romantic to a degree. But it is. It's like some people can meet a bunch of actors at a party and be like, Oh my God, I'm just so over all these people wanting to be somebody, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, no, no, they left their hometown to chase a dream. That's, I love
1: that. You can look at it like that. Do you understand that? Yeah. like
0: Man of La Mancha. That's every, <laughs> that's every story in the history. That's, these are the brave souls that chased, they're chasing a dream. The reality is they're not going to make it. Most people aren't going to make it, mm-hmm. but someone's going to make it. Mm-hmm. And that's the crazy thing. But when you have that energy, I'm telling you, any given night, you could be by a pool, a rooftop, by a fire, by a beach, just at a random bar. And it's just you have all these dreamers. Yeah, dreamers, all these like wild souls out when, together. That's that's what makes it L.A. That's L.A. It is. That's L.A.
1: I, I love that you reference that you you frame it that way. And I'm curious, like when you so when then. When you came to L. A. Did you, did you say you were a dreamer? Was it your mom? Because like everybody has their like,
0: were you the visionary? No, us ten, all of us. I mean, the, you could be a visionary at ten. I, I prob- believe that. I'm not. I don't. Who knows? I mean, I think about it. I, I'm very cognizant of everything that was going on. Mm. We were breakdancers, popular breakdancers in the Bay Area. When we were young, we, we won so many contests. We started dancing for the Oakland A's and San Francisco 49ers. We got scholarships at the San Francisco Ballet Company Dope. to study ballet. And um, my parents don't come from the arts. So it wasn't even like they were pushing us to do any of this stuff. It's um, like unfolding before them. Yeah. And we were just pretty voracious about breakdancing and about mm-hmm. break. And then when you start learning ballet all of a sudden the new world of the arts starts to happen um happen again once we started joining acting classes in la and you start it's like the harry potter thing where it's like you you don't know this world exists and then you kind of go into this hogwarts world and then it's like the whole wizarding world opens up Mm -hmm. it's the same thing as in the arts it's like you're you may like one thing to draw or like dance and then you kind of get deeper into it. And then you're like, Oh, all this stuff is possible. Like no one in my neighborhood knows any of this is next thing you know, we're doing ballet at the San Francisco ballet company in a big, you know, theater and Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. uh, what is going on? Yeah. My world just exploded. Yeah. And the, what the, the possibilities that happen in the world Mm -hmm. expand and from little blue collar kids from Pittsburgh, who know nothing of the arts, from breakdancing the streets to to doing ballet to doing movies in Hollywood and poetry? It's it's like it's just life changing. When yeah. Like learn. So it's like one of those things where I remember being asked to come to L. A. If we want to come to L. A. Individually, they asked us individually and something like I was totally on board for at a young age. You were down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cuz
1: to some kids you don't know like everyone can be at their different
0: in yeah. version of childhood be like I, I'm no, I want to play with my no, friends. I wonder, bye. I, no, I wonder about that. My brother's like some my brother's we all we are actors. But I think everyone came in their own terms like do you want to get out of it? Do you want to stay in it? Mm. Um, are we just doing this cuz we do everything together? Yeah. Um, I think it's questions you got to ask and, it, and it's uh yeah, it, nothing's free in this town. You know, as a young actor, like, you, yeah, you don't see your friends. It was like, I was always auditioning and around, and like, friends were like, I, I left it. Like, I couldn't play any team sports. Oh. Can't play any sports because you always have auditions. You can't, I mean, I wrestled, which is not a team sport. So uh-huh. I got to wrestle for a few years, but I missed a bunch of those meets. Um, girlfriends, like, totally backseat. I mean, I left a girl I, I, you know, at a dance, I stood her up. I couldn't oh, get off the set. Girl's just crying. Okay. And you had cell phones back then. So you no can't. cell phones. Like that.
1: Dang, No cell brutal. phones. Just Can like, you get me in contact with her? Because yeah. I want to see how she's doing. That's just Those up. are scarring moments. My, my goodness. But that, I mean, also for you, I, like my heart goes out to you. That sucks because that's part of like, you know, depending on who you are and like what you expect out of life to be right? right because you're part of the business but you're like also like you're also watching tv and being like a regular human like yeah. everyone else you might have like you have aspirations of being an, an actor and wanting to do big things you're getting like booked to work with robin williams and, and freaking dustin Hoffman, but you also want to go to your dance like there are yeah. things that become you know you just want to have freya you, with your boys after exactly. school exactly it doesn't happen yeah so well, it's, it's like the, the cost of sometimes you know the ambition there's there's things that you got to give up yeah and then and to you that was i mean at the end of the day at that time that was like that was okay with you because you had it was okay and i do
0: okay. i mean it, it's a struggle it's like yeah. you fight and there's some you know yeah and there's things that you're fighting with in mind, like i you know i'm not having fun anymore or, or this is i want to just do this and it, it's a balance it's like you're fortunate to be working and 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 i was helping i mean we're a blue collar family, so i was helping to pay the bills too yeah, yeah at a yeah. very young age and not that they were like relying on me fully, but it was just like it was understood. Like I'm helping to pay the bills, you know. I think I was like probably I don't know. I was, I was pretty young when I first made like more than my father. Wow. Like, what did your parents do? Uh, my my mom was is just the one who drove us around. and Was um she's our mother, but also when you're a young actor, like you need you can't do anything without a parent. Yeah, you need a guardian. You need a guardian, mm-hmm. and you gotta need someone to drive like you kid actors are only there at the will of their and at the support of their parents mm-hmm. so she had, or maybe demand something yeah. or demand but yeah, she yeah. has five kids too that's doing it so she was like yeah full-time i mean it's hard enough to be a mom and a mother but then also to facilitate all of our careers hell careers that's crazy <laughs> and then my father uh was a telephone man worked for like the, you know, who's Mr. Telephone, Mr. Telephone Man. <laughs> so my dad worked for Pac, uh, Pac Bill up in the Bay and then worked for AT&T down here. And, wow. and, uh, yeah, we're just a very kind of like normal family, except for the kids, were all in the industry, in the industry. Dang. Yeah.
1: How much did then like getting cast in Hook and having that very, like,
0: I don't know the Spielberg story. So can you like yeah. walk me through that? I'll well, read
1: it in your book. I swear. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's
0: just. The Spielberg thing is, I mean, look, when you when you can come out in a movie, a big feature film like a, a, you know, just an A-list feature film. But not only that, at that time, that was like the biggest movie in town. It's like the biggest director at the height of his powers. Uh You know, with like Robin Williams playing Peter Pan is like Uh a dream. Like as soon as everyone heard that, like we all got to see that. Uh And then Dustin Hoffman being one of the greatest actors of. Of our gener of his generation and uh, like who changed I, acting, and he's I one know. of the legends you know? I, yeah. he's a god, love him, so it's yeah, being casted for that definitely was a big deal and and it was so weird because my when I went and read for it, actually, my little brother Dion had got an audition for one of the other lost boys, actually, Dion was in the movie, I don't know if he got cut out, but he shot some stuff uh but when he read for it, I remember calling my manager like, I need to read for this movie like anything it's like. Robin Williams is Peter Pan. I'm such a big Robin Williams fan. Still, a big Robin Williams fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, Dead Poets Society is such a big movie in my life. Yeah. And, um, even, like, since Mork and Mindy days. And yeah. The World According to Garp and Moscow on uh, the Hudson. And, you know, I just, just love Robin Williams. And so, and I was a big Dustin Hoffman fan. Um, so, I ended up getting the audition for for Rufio. Mm-hmm. But then, my other brother, Darlene, also has the same audition. Oh,
1: snap. Same thing. I
0: mean... <laughs> I didn't know this was Yeah, we've all also auditioned mired in sibling rivalry against uh, each other. Our whole We still audition for each other for a whole life. I mean, yeah. just like last season, it was like <laughs> two things. Well, It was one thing for sure. Some One of the guest stars on one of these shows that it was we, me and Dar were pinned. You know, when you're pinned, basically, it's like you're the choice. Yeah. But it's like between you and your brother. That's what you're choosing. Dang. Oh, okay. It's kind of, I mean, you were old enough now, you're like. Whatever. well you yeah. get
1: used to it. i mean you guys have had a yeah. lifetime
0: of like adjusting to that and if you don't win like i mean at least your brother wins
1: yeah that's again that's a but you know there are smaller things that people have split you know like or had become a wedge between their relationship with family for yeah. like smaller things So i sure. think that's great i think the
0: longer you're in the industry you kind of understand like there whether you want to lose like or Night win or losing, it's just getting a job, and right? it has nothing to do with it. It's just you know, you know, it's, you know it with brothers, because so like if they're gonna hire me, like they want something Dante does, mm-hmm. and if they want something Darian does, like I can't do what Darian. Darian does what Darian does, so if they want Darian. It's not like they don't. It's not like you're better than me. It's just we're so different. It's like when you're casting. Sometimes it's not really a race. It's not a winner losers. Learn. <laughs> yeah, it's not like a. It's not like you're racing. Whoever wins or loses, it's just when you're casting. And I know more so on, on when I'm on this side of the camera when I'm producing and directing soon, and helping cast other projects I've been in. It's like, yeah, it's just essences of people. And it's like either you want that. Or you want this. It's like there's no there's actually nothing you could do different. Actually, the competition
1: is kind of like this. What does that even mean? But yeah, there's because, no competition. Right. And it's know, yeah, I think it's a very wise. The and only thing is competition at is at
0: yourself. It. It's like if you're Amen. not prepared, you can blow it. Yeah. That's And on even you. if
1: you are prepared too, this is a thing. Like you could also be an incredibly talented, professional, well prepared person. And there's just something about the essence of you that like That's it. doesn't I mean, fit in this particular puzzle. And that person Whatever, like right. you know, and that and that that the way that we we will conclude, like oh, I wasn't good enough for that, or like that's the only
0: time th- you're not good enough is when you weren't prepared mm. and you went in bombed it, like you you suck because you didn't prepare. If you go in, do you? That's all you could do.
1: So when it came down to you and your brother for Rufio, is it because you had the essence? Do you did you ever hear feedback or
0: like what happened? Yeah, actually, I got it. Uh, very strange. I auditioned for it. Did a really good job, I felt. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Shot it on film. Jan Hershenson, the d- casting director. And then um, the short of it is I went back. They called me for a callback to go Spielberg's office. Emmett Spielberg. We just talked. We talked a lot about Dustin Hoffman and uh, and about some other stuff I've done on film. Mm-hmm. And then um, I was like, he, I actually was like, we were talking so much. I was like, do you, you want to read this now? <laughs> and he was like, oh, no, you don't have to read. Really? Yeah, I was like, what? He's like, you don't have to read. I just wanted to meet you. And I'm like, oh, cool. And then I walked out and I was like, damn, Mom, I don't I don't think I got it. I didn't even read. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing that I thought I was there to yeah. do, that, it didn't get done. And then uh, <laughs> I got caught up a few days later and they offered me the job. And it was like, whoa, it's crazy. Yeah. It didn't seem real. And then I remember asking Steven on the set. I was like, yeah, I never like read one time and got cast for anything like how does that work? Yeah. And he basically said, you know, he's like, Dante, out of all the kids, we auditioned for the role all around the country. I go, yeah. He goes, you're the only kid that scared me. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> so that's how that works. Straight
1: from the ma- scared. Did he ever explain how? Like, what
0: that Scared you? How? I love I that. don't know. I mean, I'm look, so intrigued. I think at that time, I was just, you know, we're from the, when we moved to LA, we moved to a town called Paramount. Paramount's right next to Compton. It's like Compton. It's more Mexican than black. And it's really a blue-collar neighborhood, a lot of gangs, especially in the early, late 80s, early 90s. And mm-hmm. we were living in, I, I look back, it's like, it's crazy how we survive our youth, you know? And we were all living I wasn't in any gangs Or anything like that But it's so much around you Gunfire and guns And drugs And Mm -hmm. friends dying And the school getting shot up It's like We were in like Dangerous times Yeah So it's like As a 15 year old kid Coming and acting It's like Sometimes you're able to release Or kind of Convey some of that You know Depth or darkness or whatever. Yeah. Because it's uh, in you. It's like it's yeah. part of your life. You've seen things that well, other yeah, people have. I know gangsters. It's like I know gangs. The Lost Boy's a gang. Yeah. And it's a, you know, in its own ways. Like yeah. magical gang. Yeah. The good and the bad of it, you know? The Neverland gang. The Neverland gang.
1: Yeah. That's oh wow. I'm like that so many thoughts. Um so then after that uh, that kind of a film, you know, everyone. Everyone has their interpretations of like what success is, you know, and like what I'm sure that's a huge highlight moment for you. Yeah. And then and then you move forward and you're continuing to act and like I rem- I remember seeing you again because I Hook is to this day one of my favorite movies of all time. I quote it constantly oh, with cool. my brothers. Like that is our. That it, we all, we like bang ring, you know, like yeah. that's, that's how we support each other. It's, awesome. it's part of my, my. It's
0: cool to be a part of like a, yeah, the psyche of a like a part of like the zeitgeist of a generation. It's amazing. You know, it's so meaningful. It's so crazy.
1: Yeah. And you've, and you've been carrying that with you since you
0: were 15, you yeah, know. It's and a hard, it's a big character to kind of carry around. You know, you, you struggle with, you know, we're all just actors acting and then, you know, you always, everyone, it's weird. Everyone wants to come to town to be like. At least have, do one character that's going to be memorable. That yeah. someone will remember iconic. you are iconic. Iconic. So it's interesting that I get young and I get an iconic character. Um It's interesting later on in life, another iconic character comes from animation. That, from animation, yeah. Like at a left field and it's like, people are like, oh, you did it again. Like, you do iconic characters. I'm like, I don't know. I'm just working. I try
1: to do these. Are you like? I'm just working <laughs> and like certain
0: things work out. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that movie was really big and hard a lot for my agents to follow up. You know, I'm a person of color early in the game. Mm. They're like, we don't even know what to do with you. I mean, the films I auditioned for after that film was like Scent of a Woman and Dazed and Confused. and Really? Like, all these films. And, like, cool stuff you're up for. But I was just like, where do you, like, where, where do does I this go? Asian kid fit in in this world right now? Right. And, and because um, you're
1: not East Asian either. You're no, Filipino. And I feel like... I'm like, the- like
0: what is going... to Half the stuff I do is like... Latino roles. Yeah, know? yeah. Or well, you said you got like Native American. Native American do. roles I did. So you're trying to fit into this world. They're trying to fit you in this world. And so I've been blessed to kind of like continue to work, but it's like always trying to find another really big project is always, so, especially at that time, it was very hard for the agents and managers. But I was always blessed to kind of keep working on TV. I mean, I got really accepted within like uh, the black Hollywood scene. So you'd see me, especially in the 90s. All the shows from Fresh Prince of Bel Air to... Yeah, that's yeah. why I
1: saw you and I was like, "That's Rubio! Yeah, he's so Will Smith.
0: Hanging with Mr. Cooper and yeah. Moesha.
1: I was in Steve a hotel Harvey room, show. like all
0: those shows. Like they paid my bills for years.
1: That's amazing. Yeah, and it, like it meant so, and that's uh, it's funny. Like that conversation has come up more and more. How the African American community, or like that, uh the art, artistic, you know. All the shows, the music, the influence of that culture has impacted Asian-Americans so much. Like, to me, right. I've, like, shared that more with, like, everybody else, like, openly. Because I didn't really realize it until That's a total. I was like, yeah, yeah, I didn't have representation of me. So I gravitated totally. so much to, to the and black culture. The mm-hmm. And you're from it's the natural. Bay. And you're from the Bay. It's
0: natural. Asians in the <laughs> Bay are, like... Well, Filipinos in the Bay are, like, black. <laughs> kind
1: of, yeah. Black Asians,
0: for sure. Kind of, yeah. But all the Asians just kind of swing... I mean, hype beast and music. I mean, the mu- when you're from the Bay, especially when you grew up there, and I have a little bit of all well, my cousins are there. It's the very, the like Bay Area is its own people. Mm-hmm. It's so strange.
1: You know what though? It's I 100 percent agree with you. And having traveled a lot to at least domestically because I haven't done as much international travel as you. But like going to different parts of the country for collaboration, like. Dude, my people in like Atlanta and Houston and they're they're all very it's like very similar too. Like and it made me it was very humbling too to be like, no, this is a very unique place that I'm from that I'm proud of and that has its very specific flavor and color. But then also we're all like so similar and have that same sensibility, the same kind of like swagger and the same soul. I loved like witnessing that in their different respective versions, like in different parts of the country. Like the South,
0: I love the South. Yeah, everything, every every place is it's cool. I mean, it's really cool. It's like not one place any there's nothing better or worse than each other, it's just different. But they're For all sure. they're all cool.
1: Yeah and it's cool to be you know uniquely proud of where you're from yeah. and and I'm really curious back to like you know what you're talking about because there's this reinvention between obviously these two iconic characters that you've played and I'm, I feel like this is you know I, I think for for series you have like
0: volumes of books that you could write especially because you you're I so know. great with words and a down. I, just, I actually you're can't like, talk about a lot of stuff that is I mean it's, it's you know they want to get more in depth in certain things so Yeah, the there's a lot of stories that it, kind of leave so there might be another book or somehow long. I think it's
1: great we'll see what happens. it's the story But it's also like what you were thinking and feeling while you're going through it. That's, I think, the really the heart of it, because what it's it's a uniquely Hollywood story. Right. Like it's a very I'm an actor and there are very few people who are ever going to have like Spielberg, sit them down in a room, be like, yo, out of all these people in the country, you moved me. You scared me. Yeah. But I think that's it's kind of like in parallel what people uh, experience, you know, in our everyday lives is you reach this certain point of success. You get this moment of like whether that's at school, whether that's in a career, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's that ongoing thing. And you had a very atypical adolescence, right? right? But, like, a lot of people, including myself, we joke, like, oh, I peaked in high school. Yeah. Like, you know, I was, you know, the prom king or whatever. Yeah. Like, And, like, you're star quarterback or you, like, right. you know, bomb, you know, gorgeous cheerleader. And then you feel like, was that it? <laughs> like, And there's yeah. so many different versions of that in our lives where we're like, how then do I you know, one-up myself because you're saying the real true competition in life is with yourself, right? Well, yeah.
0: I just heard an analogy recently and someone retiring, but it's like, it's true. He was like, uh, you know, I need to, I want to play the B side of the album now. Like the B side is, there's still a lot of, great songs and, and hidden gems on the B side. Yeah. Cause the reality is you might have the hit songs early in your life, or your career. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's great to have those hit songs. Yeah. Those hit songs are great. But even our favorite artists is like, there's these other songs on the album that are fucking amazing. That ain't for everybody. <laughs> yeah. But actually I'm actually like better than the hit songs. Mm-hmm. So it's like the reinvention is being willing to go, you know, do the B side. Like, who knows if the B sides for everybody? Yeah, but it's going to be for you. It's, it's for you, like, yeah. And there's a lot of people going to dig the B sides. Like there's so many great hits on the B side. Oh, yeah, so it's like them. that's the reinvention, you know? Yeah.
1: Did you have like a, a moment of of struggle after you know the success of hook and like figuring that out? I mean, I think it's perfectly. Yeah. know uh, there's
0: stuff in the book. that You'll okay. see some hidden. Some there's some backline stories that we get into that 's family and business oriented and again it 's like the dark side of Hollywood that happens you yeah, know? yeah, and that influences and taints everybody um but uh that's just that's just you know it's life that 's <laughs> life, and that 's this town, even yeah, you know for sure, I think you know like everybody there's dark side for everybody, and mm-hmm. this town can be very abusive as we found out in the Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of... Everyone, not just people of color, women. It's hard to make it in this town, black, white, male, female. The patriarchy hurts everybody. The patriarchy hurts everyone, So Not just... Uh, and yeah. in, in the industry and how the corruption... Whatever, it's not even corruption. It's just the way the business is... I say uh, has been. <laughs> has been. But also, on a in a certain note, some young actresses in town asked me about advice and uh and we were like i was like well you know i was a kid actor and a lot and uh, you know it kind of fucks you up like there's some things that really fucked me up and there's aspects of town that are going to fuck you up Mm -hmm. in your career and life and it's fucked up it's gonna and that's not great but on the on the flip side is uh It's okay it fucks you because that's actually what makes you dope. Mm -hmm. Like lean into it. Mm -hmm. The artist that you love, the song, everything Mm -hmm. comes from that pain. So use it or like embrace it. You have to lean into it. Mm -hmm. The normal person wants to run away from it and hide it and be numb to it. Mm -hmm. And the people that are great in this industry lean into it. So it's okay And
1: that's a different version too I'm learning how everybody To be more open-minded And more empathetic To understand like Everybody's plight is different And everybody's Goal is different Right, right? And and then so And not even just Again in this industry But everywhere Like our definitions of success Are always Are different And right. they're changing right. right So like You go into like What, what I cared about As a 22 year old Right out of college Is very very different Than what I care about Here now in my 30s right. Where this this industry, yeah, it's like I've been witnessing more and more. I've been, you know, in the fringe kind of part of it through mm-hmm. the diversity movement stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, really getting my teeth, like, sinking my teeth in this last year has, like, it has, like, really toughened me up a little bit. But I appreciate that because I was yeah. like... You know, it, it's not for the faint of heart. And that's fine with me because I, I'm not a fighter. I'm strong. But it's a new version of my strength. It's a different yeah. part of my strength than like what I had to deal you, with as a young person. You just got to
0: go for you. You got to do what you think. You, the thing is about this is like, no one cares. Mm-hmm. Like, at the end of the day, when, like part of growing up is knowing that no one really cares about what you do. You care about what you that's do. That's all that matters yeah. because... I was just talking to another friend of mine, explaining to a young actor. It was like, you're talking about success. You go, well, you're in this town. You're talking about success. You're like, the guy was like, do you know who Lee Majors is? And this 21-year-old actor was like, who? They're like, Lee Majors. He's like, I have no idea who Lee Majors is. And so Lee Majors in the, like, 70s and 80s, in early 90s, was, like, the biggest television star. He was the fall guy, the $6 million man. Like, yeah. He was the biggest star on television. You don't even know who he is. That tells you no one, no one cares. In an empowering way, don't feel belittled by like no one's going to care about McCritte. No one even. Listen, the kids now don't even know who Tom Cruise is. Yeah. And Tom Cruise was. Everything. Everything around the world. Like in another 10 years, the new generation of kids are not going to know. And that's how big Tom Cruise is like. If you are lucky enough to become Tom Cruise. 20 years from then no No one's one's gonna gonna care care. (laughs) so do it for you like just do it like just do what you think needs to get done don't have all these other expectations of what the success is or whatever like go live your life life is hard to live in and of itself yeah no matter where you are what you're doing just try to do good work try to be smart strategize if you want to make money make as much money as you can yeah the fame part of it is like you can't do anything about it either the town chooses you or it doesn't yeah and you could be instagram chooses you or doesn't yeah it's, it's yeah we don't know so it's going to it's interesting i mean and it's a whole process yeah, everyone goes in and out of it. I feel like you've
1: been very like having been around you more and more. Like doing we own the eighth, which you know, if people who are listening, you know, don't know what we own the eighth is. So it's yeah, well,
0: arts collective. We did arts back a collective. few years ago. We did four years of just four years straight monthly events. Yeah, just celebrating in LA. Asian American media. The eighth of every and everybody
1: month. get together like hundreds something people yeah. every month. Every month, getting movies, playing music, playing music, singing together, having like, the com- having
0: the heavy conversations about who we are and what we're doing venting our
1: hearts out it was it was a really really great space yeah. and you know like those four years of, of making something happen like again, high school like high school yeah and people and there's people who will never forget those moments totally. and there's people who'll never ever know about it the vast yeah. majority of the people never know what it was but like having gotten to know you and like understanding um like glimpses like increasingly like what you've been through in, in the industry did you ever feel like or did you ever take those, like, conscious, like, moments back? Because that's a lot of the questions I get in terms of, like, younger people than me mm-hmm. asking, like, how are you figuring all of this out? Did you, like, do you have—did you do your retreats? Did you, like—did you have, like, something—I mean, obviously—and I mean obviously yeah. i, I do not want to dive into things that obviously want to book, but, like, when you were in the conscious, like— process of actual reinvention because yeah, yeah. no one's like th- personally I don't think like we're like
0: thinking about that stuff it's just no, like happening yeah, because happen. I think we're challenged to life occasions. and uh yeah I think people die mm uh, I mean one one part of reinvention was definitely when Mako who played my Uncle Iroh on Avatar Last Airbender, but he's played my uncle and my father several times in my career, starting with my first studio film. He played like my uncle in a movie called Perfect Weapon when I was like 12 or 13. Really? Then he played my father in a movie called Riot for Showtime that we did. Um and and then he played my uncle again, uh Uncle Iro. For like a decade, or what, actually, he he passed away in the middle of it. So, he's one of the prolific Asian American actors, like of all time, nominated for an Oscar. He's in everything. If you don't know who Mako is, you just look him up. He's he's been in tons of movies you've seen, um, and his voice is iconic, and uh, and he helped start East West Players, mm. which is like the longest running. Theater for people of color in America. Yeah, and you know he's like one of those guys in town that you kind of put as a, in legendary status, and for Asian American actors specifically. Yeah, and then you start going, wow, this guy—he passed away, and I was very moved by it because he—it was during when we were working together, and then you realize, like, oh my god, I'm I'm a part of that lineage,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like, and I'm not a kid anymore. And there's all these things that Mako helped do for our generation. And now you start looking at the next generation. You start going, uh, as much as we are concerned about our own career, um, you get more concerned or just as concerned about trying to better it for the next generation. Yeah. And that's what started like, I don't know if I can make a... A theater company but i just started producing films i started producing specifically asian american films mm-hmm. all my white producer friends are like what are you doing mm-hmm. like i just put a white guy in this but get you more money i'm like you guys don't even understand what we're doing mm-hmm. like what i'm trying to do is i'm trying to just empower the community yeah create projects what is changing i know my life has been changed by the industry it's like i i don't I know we can make more money doing this way, but it's not about making money. It's about making opportunity and about kind of being a part of this conversation, which is gratefully, you know, culminated last year in crazy rich Asians and it's continuing to go on, but yeah, we're continuing to make films and I love what John child and all of them are doing and their buddies and friends that have been a part of the We own the eight conversation and Chris Pang and, Jimmy, castles, o. Yang, and um, Jimmy O yang. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, but if the studio is going to do one film a year, Hopefully, yeah, two maybe maybe who knows? Then it's like we on the indie side need to be releasing films every month for real, and that's like the movement, like or like three two two three times a month. Yeah, I don't know. because like
1: like, like, you got to do volume, the work to get better right. and, and work and refine,
0: and, and it's like someone's gonna like everything. It's like we're not all one thing. We're not all crazy rich Asians. Mm-hmm. It's like we need a diversity of films out there, mm-hmm. diversity of voices, and uh, and it's and it's happening. It's about you know empowering the community to, to make stuff, and empowering the community to support stuff. And that's what we're doing. Love it. Yeah. We appreciate you, Dante. We appreciate you, Minji.
1: Dude, I'm having a good time. I'm just like I can hang out, Rufio, in my house. Like it's amazing. We on the floor
0: just lounging.
1: This is like you know you tell tell me when I'm a kid that I'm gonna like do you know this is what is life you know and and then that to me is like I take those moments. Those moments mean a lot to me of mm-hmm. like recognition. Like anything is possible. Right, right. You know, and like it, it is a matter of like following your heart and and taking a moment to step back and be like, what am I actually doing all of this for? Yeah. And having those dark moments too to be like right. they are very so. They're freaking hard. Like, I lost one of my best friends last year, and that has changed my life forever. It it showed me, like, the pain of what he went through and how relatable—how that that has been a center point of, like, my relationship with him for the last 20-plus years, but how— that has colored all the other men in my life too. how much that matters to me. It tells stories about men and women and like be truthful to my art. What is my voice? Why am I doing Mm -hmm. it? And like everything, like you're saying, like everything challenge and win like kind of takes you to that next place of like, what does this mean? Where do right. I go? What matters to me? Right. What is actually the BS? And like, it doesn't, you know, doesn't deserve my energy. Right. What is, uh, before before you head off, because I know you got to go, um, what is your advice for people who are in the middle of that? Like, if they're in the middle of struggle or if they need that figuring out moment of self-care or whatever, like, what what's Dante's
0: advice on? Final advice. I don't know. I mean. How and through. What you know is like. About, especially about this town and probably in life in general, but I just grew up here is like you just create your own life. Mm. That's it. You create your life. It's there's a lot of clues out there, but there's no real map because if there was a real map in Hollywood, there'd be more successes, but that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, you needed to listen to everyone's story, but you actually can't do what they did because, uh, it's not going to work that way. It's their story. Yeah. yeah. You got to take all the clues from everybody's story and then create your life. That's the only way it works. Uh, if a person who can apply all the lessons best to their, their life and their journey mm-hmm. has the best chance of winning. Word,
1: this is where the, yeah. the Poetry snaps to it <laughs> hey, hey. And yeah Thank you so much for thank taking you. the time Always a pleasure I And uh, I'm, you know
0: we have you know, more work to do. We have you. hell of work to do. Hell of work.
1: But I'm really excited about it. I feel like we, we've we gotten over a, a certain hump and it's not like the end of the challenges, but it's a very specific hump of like, can we do this? And I feel like now it's not like, no, we must do this. We're going to we do this. And now it's that process. Now yeah, it's going to like, we got to tinker
0: totally.
1: <laughs> and figure it out. But I hope you stay healthy and well while you travel. Thank you so much. And um, do you need to come back? Cause we didn't, I wanted to talk to you about like, dating and stuff i was like i don't know how you. There's, there's more there's so much more your book november 4th where can it also i mean people can find you but where can uh, people you can find go, you
0: uh the main place you can go on amazon but the main place they're selling the book is uh from notocult.media uh slash like just go to notocult google Not Media. And okay you can get it there or you want people to follow you uh, yeah follow me at, at dante bosco on instagram and twitter the best places
1: yep Thank you so, so much. Okay, and that's it for this episode of First of All, Reinventing Yourself with Dante Bosco. And you can find, first of all, podcasts on Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes, Radio Public, Spotify, and everywhere else you find podcasts. And thank you and shout out and love to all my Patreon patrons. Thank you so much for keeping the microphone on. I love you so much. You can become a financial supporter of First of All, podcasts at Patreon.com slash first of all And you can email me at first of at gmail.com. You can follow me at Minjeezy. Shout out to Marvin, my audio engineer and producer. We love you. And uh shout out to Aquafina for use of her song Yellow Ranger. And love to the Potluck Podcast Collective. Y'all need to check out all this stuff. It's crazy. Stories are coming out left and right. So it's entertaining. It's heartwarming. It's inspiring. Just pay attention and and show love. And uh, subscribe. Leave a five-star review if you enjoy this podcast. And share it with somebody. Share it with someone who needs to reflect a little bit. Who better to guide you through that than Dante Bosco? Yo. Bangor ring. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. I have that on my podcast. I win. Uh, okay. Well, thank you so much. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Bye. I got this all for on my LinkedIn Proficient in spitting, turning red when I'm drinking I'm emancipating pussy like I was Abe Lincoln Squirting out that Kool-Aid, a lot of wretched sick sick